How's it going, Suncast listeners? My name is Reagan Harrell, and I am joined by my lovely, lovely, beautiful co-host, Josh Blackmore. Josh, how you doing, man? Doing good. Just hanging out, watching some football tonight, and just hanging out with my, my boy, Reagan. Yes, sir. We're here. Uh, we're baseball boys. We're out here watching NFL football, and God, it feels so good to be back. So good. So, so good. so good. So uh, good. This is a big episode. We have a, a huge announcement and then a huge interview with Mr. Jalen Arnold with Kaiser University. Uh, a great kid. Great, spectacular young man. Yeah, I think he might be the first Cali kid we've had on the pod. I think so. I think so. I have to, I have to fact check that, but I'm pretty, pretty sure he's the first guy. Shout out San Diego, Ron Burgundy, all that and whatnot. Go Chargers, Jalen. Uh, yes, sir. Hey, uh, before, we, before we get into that, we just have to give a great shout out, a great a little ad read to the one and only El Baron, Mr. Vaughn. We know you're listening. Thanks for everything. Shout out my favorite Brazilian man out there cooking up the great food for us in beautiful Babson Park, Florida. Y'all know the deal with them. If you're at Weber, Warner, Southeastern, it's definitely worth the drive to go and see him. If you're not at one of those awesome schools in the Sun Conference, then come whenever you're at Weber. Whenever you're playing Weber or Warner, it's really close to Warner. Weber, Warner's a five-mile difference. No, literally. Yeah, just come by and give him a shot. It's right there by Minimax, right across the street from Weber International University. Okay. So let's uh, let's get a little serious, and let's talk about what was as transpired uh, with Suncast recently. So, as many of you know, that Southeastern ha- ha- had decided that their athletes would no longer be on Suncast. I traveled to Lakeland today, and I met with Coach Watson, their athletic director, and Donnie Smith, their SID, and. Josh, I told you all fair uh, the details and whatnot, and uh, out of respect for, for our conversation and whatnot, we'll keep a lot of the details between those two and ourselves, but they brought up some great points. Um, look, man, Suncast has gotten to a point where it's no longer just for college kids. Um, a lot more adult listeners. There's a lot more adult listeners. There's, It's kind of hard to explain honestly just because i never really thought suncast would get this big i i, I didn't think yeah i mean we, neither one of us really thought it would get to this point and one thing i'll talk about that we did discuss was if you'd have told me five months ago when i started suncast that i, I would be in southeastern's athletic director's office talking about something that was so pivotal i would be shocked and a little embarrassed about the way that i have gone about covering the Sun Conference about it. Now, I, I do feel like I, I have done a good job with it and, and whatnot. And Josh, you too, since, since you've come on. But we have kind of taken a quote-unquote barstool or Pat McAfee kind of approach to it. And I think that was ideal. And, and it was. And it really helped grow the Suncast into something special. However, we have to understand what we are representing. And now we are representatives of the Sun Conference. And there are schools in the Sun Conference that our Christian schools, and frankly, we're on a professional level, and we are representatives of not only the, the Sun Conference, but we're representatives of Weber International University. And we want to and represent... Our, and our respective teams. Yes, and our respective teams. And we want to continue that. And when I, went, when I drove up to Lakeland today to meet with those guys, I really was not sure exactly how it would go. Uh, it was a very hope for the best, but be prepared for the worst. And... Josh, I've kind of played it off a little bit um, about how worried I was or whatnot about it. You know, I've kind of been like, oh, we'll be good and whatnot. 
this is all I've been. That's really all I've been thinking about. Because um, you, you you know how big Southeastern is on this podcast with, is. with everything, and even in terms of the conference as well. I mean, they have elite sports up and down, men and women. So yeah, absolutely, no doubt. And they're a huge reason why Suncast has grown. That they're a reason that I that, a huge reason I got to go to Columbus to cover the softball World Series. Their baseball run's been incredible. What they're doing in men's and women's soccer is amazing, and their football has come come around. They're going to be really good this year. Really good for through the two games that we have seen. Um, but honestly, in the best scenario I had in my head coming in, it did not go as well as the conversation I had with those guys. And. We are going to make changes to Suncast. Now, don't don't get me wrong. We are still going to have fun, and we're still going to have an amazing time, and we're still going to represent the athletes in this conference and whatnot, but we are going to clean things up because we want to continue those relationships. Now, that being said, they have, they have not officially lifted the ban, but they have said they're going to listen to these next, this next episode or so, and if they like the direction that it's going in, the ban will be lifted. And if it, that means that we cut out some, some of the language that we have used previously on this podcast and the way that we have represented the Sun Conference. And we're going to be more, a lot more pro-Sun Conference and a whole lot less anti-non-Sun Conference. Josh, you good with that? I agree. I mean, I have, so I, I had a conversation with my coach today, you know, about the podcast. Mm-hmm. And back when it started, it was, it was, it was kind of a fun and game kind of thing. It was... You know, a lot of laughs, a lot of things like that, and like like you mentioned, I mean, this podcast has grown exponentially since since we first started and mm-hmm. when I first began becoming a co-host on this podcast. But um, my coach Colomar, he made a really good point about about how you know, clean up the language, clean up you know, clean up some of the topics we talk about because, mm-hmm. like like you mentioned, it's a representative of myself my coach, my teammates, my school, same mm-hmm. with you, Yes. and the conference itself. So I think, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say we were, like, extremely vulgar. No, you know, some no. Of the, some of the topics we talked about, not, I, don't, I don't necessarily remember exactly which topics were, were mentioned because I wasn't given that information or I wasn't on that, that episode. Yeah, and, and a lot of this did come from stuff that I said, and, and I do take full responsibility because I, I told Josh it was okay. Like, this is cool. This is what I want to do. Um, we know now that we can't do that. And, and, and I, I remember a couple episodes ago, we, we talked about the, the language and we didn't think that was that big of a deal, but right. and to, when you're, when you're performing like a, a public, you know, media outlet like this right. and not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily matter like what Reagan and I think, and more so it matters what our listeners think exactly. and potential customers think. I don't, I don't want to look at it as a customer thing, but that's right. kind of how you have to look at it. audience customers, all kind of synonymous. But if one of, if a, good chunk of our audience is coming from a place where the language needs to be cleaned up we'll clean up the language 100 percent. because at because at the beginning i didn't we didn't we didn't think it was a big deal but no. if they think it's a big deal i will stop saying all the we'll stop saying the cuss words Absolutely. we'll stop talking about personal stuff we'll strictly keep it to football baseball mm-hmm. etc you know call it the bigger college sports professional sports you know uh personal interviews things like that mm-hmm. and you know, just move forward in a little bit more professional matter. And I think that we, as long as we keep doing that, the more respect we're going to gain, the more following, more attraction, engagement. I think it just, I think it just can be good. And like you said, all that we, we will gain from that, and also there's just the support. We'll, we'll gain that respect. That we'll, we'll gain respect from the Sun Conference. We're, we are actually recording this outside. We're getting ate up by by mosquitoes a little bit, but uh, but no, it, 
you hit the you hit the nail on the head, man. And, and and I think it all boils down to if you know if Southeastern's athletic director didn't like what we were doing, he wouldn't even have given you the time of day to have a meeting and give him his opinion on why he gave right. why the players were banned from our podcast. And I think that him explaining himself and mm-hmm. offering a solution means that he cared for it and he appreciated what we we're doing and liked the idea. He just wants yes. to see it done in a little bit more professional manner, and I think that's such an easy fix. Because we're both very intelligent, intelligent men. Yeah, we both know how to speak without vulgarity, like without a doubt. We know how we know how to do that. So being informed of of that being a wrong, like a wrong thing to do, and being informed that we can, well, as long as we clean it up, we're going to gain immense support. I think that's such. I I, I respect the the athletic director from Southeast from at least giving us absolutely that information. And um, same thing with my coach. I mean, he gave me the yep. same information because easily the Sun Commerce can say. We are no longer, no longer take any information from this podcast. No longer do this, and kind of take all the respect and all the hard work that we've put towards the podcast. They could easily just throw it away. But the fact that we're even given a second chance, or not—I wouldn't necessarily call it a second chance, but more so, given an opportunity to fix the the slight issues. And that, and that's with everything in life. There's always going to be issues, yeah. and it, now it's upon us to fix it. And if we don't fix it, that's on us. But I, I'm confident that we're going to fix it. Like 100%. I said, intelligent men know how to speak, know how to speak in a professional way. Yeah. And I think it's just going to go up from here. I, I couldn't agree more, man. I, I'm really excited for what the future of Suncast holds. I mean, and, and let's be honest, the Sun Conference is going to continue to provide good content for us to cover. Because we have, I mean, all b- sports, best conference. Some sports that we didn't even think we'd cover. Exactly. Back in the summer, we didn't know if we were going to cover soccer, volleyball, lacrosse, yeah. oh. diff- basketball, different sports like that. Even the football, we didn't know how much of a hit. We didn't know how much of, of it, it was going to be a hit for for the podcast because mm-hmm. you know baseball and softball in the spring kind of kind of carried us absolutely and kind of really put the Sun Conference on the map. But you know, but teams in the Sun Conference playing football have been really playing well. A lot of the soccer teams are really, really, really good teams, and even the volleyball, Weber's volleyball is oh, it's is, been electric. Is, is, is starting to really play well. And, you know, the more sports playing well, top to bottom in the conference, you know, the better. Yeah. Then the more sports we're able to talk about, the more interviews, the more support. You know, like like we said from the get-go, this is about – we did say it's, a, it's not no longer just about the players, but that's the root. That's the root of this podcast was to, to offer a little bit more for the athletes that we're not necessarily given – because of it being a small college. Exactly. A small college sport. And, I mean, that, that's something that Donnie and Coach Watson and I talked about today. And they're, I'm sure they're listening right now. So, uh, Donnie and Coach Watson, how are y'all doing? Uh, uh, but really do just want to say thank y'all for giving us some guidance for, for, for our journey on this. Because something I talked about with them is, hey, we're – 21 years old. You're 21, right? 21, yeah. yeah, we're both 21 year old college students, and we don't exactly make the best decision. We're young, we're dumb, we, we've made a mistake kind of with that direction. Well, I don't even know if I necessarily call it a mistake, but uh, yeah, mistake. A mistake was kind of how we represented the Sun Conference now. And a and misunderstanding, I, and I, and almost. I, I mean, we're going to take full blame for... 100%. For everything that has necessarily went wrong. And I wouldn't even call it going Transpired. wrong. Transpired. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, we're going to take full blame for it, but on the scale that we thought this podcast was, we didn't necessarily think that it would ever be a problem because we didn't expect to... I didn't expect the Southeastern Athletic Director to be listening to our podcast, at least this early. And the fact that he is, is just it, respect to us. Absolutely. And, res- and respect to them for respecting the kids and something that they like to do and they love to do. And I appreciate that. Yes. And, and like I said, Reagan and I, from here on out, 
you won't hear the Vogel language. You won't hear the Vogel stories about what we do on our own time. It's going to be strictly yeah. players, interviews, coverage, pro sports, yeah. higher college sports. And it's going to be... And I think we can still talk like what's going on in our personal lives and whatnot. I think people like that connection that we. There's always that connection that gets built in podcasts when you hear our voice. There's kind of that connection yeah, that gets built and whatnot. But what, we're going to clean it up. We're going to fix it. I'm actually. I talked with uh, Coach Neehammer, the athletic director at Weber. I talked with my head coach too. I think it's it's pretty similar the conversations that I had and you had with with Coach Martin. The idea is there. But we, we just went about it in a way that, yes, 18 to 25-year-old college students love it. And I get it, guys. Y- y'all love it and whatnot. However, if you're just listening to the podcast to hear vulgar language or whatnot, which isn't like we're – it's not a death comedy jam on here no. or anything. It's just, but it's just a few choice words to, exactly. to, to get a point across. But like we said, we, 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 don't have, need a, we have a vocabulary that we can – get those points across in the same exact way without using the vul- the vulgar language. Yeah, I mean, if we're cutting out, I mean, what, five words that we would sometimes use in a podcast right, yeah. to you know, continue the relationship that we have with Southeastern and keep the relationships that we still have because um, one point that I, that I will share that we had was if we continue down this path, Southeastern would not be the first team to do this. Absolutely. That, that is what my coach said too, like that Southeastern was not going to be the first. Coaches were going to follow suit and mm-hmm. then I wouldn't – I would have been put in a position to where I was going to have to probably leave the podcast myself because yeah. I don't – because, yes, this is something I like to do. I love rigging. I love doing this stuff. I think this is something that I see myself doing for a long time. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it was going to put me in a position to where I had to pick my career and my sport and my education or this podcast. And, of course, any person well, I mean, yeah. is going to choose And I that. would have been – and, and uh, Coach Patachny would have put me in the same spot. Exactly. And we don't um, want that to happen, and we're grateful that we're able to give, like, a quote-unquote second chance. Absolutely. Um, so that being said, this is the future of Suncast. This is a new era where we keep it professional, where we cover the Sun Conference. We are supportive of the Sun Conference. We are respectful of other teams not in the Sun Conference, but we ho- hope you lose to the Sun Conference, of course. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to have fun. Uh, we're going to have a good time, and we're going to move forward. And... I'm really excited for the future because the best way I can describe what's happened is we took one step backwards in our progression and then we took five steps forward. Absolutely. So I'm really excited with what's going on. And I'm really excited about the relationships that I got to build with Coach Watson and Donnie in and that 30-minute conversation. And I, I think when you, run a, when you run a podcast that's covering more than just your school, I think building relationships with the authorities at the other schools is really important because if you ever need something, if you ever want to – cover a sporting event at that school or you ever want to interview someone at that school that's not necessarily a player sometimes you want to get a coach or even an athletic director because i'm, I'm sure we're going to get to a point where we're going to be able to do something like that i would love to have coach and, watson on this um, podcast that'd be fun and i think that is very important to earn their respect and earn Absolutely. their and them to value what we're, we're doing mm-hmm. and knowing that it's coming from a good place because if they didn't if they didn't think or believe that this podcast would be crumbling yeah yeah and they, and they wouldn't give us a time time of day uh, i reached out to them they reached out. They were very flexible with you know my, my schedule as a student athlete, and I was respectful as their uh, full-time employees, athletic director, and SID of a very prestigious university. So pretty much wrapping it up, I'm really happy we had this conversation. I'm very excited for the direction Suncast is moving in now. We were at a juncture where we could have said, 
screw that. We're going to do our own thing. We're going to keep doing this. We're going to be this, but we're taking a, we're taking a different route. I'm really glad that this is the route we're taking. And I mean, once again, I'm really excited for the direction we're going in, Josh. Me as well. And with that being said, um, I would love for you guys to enjoy this interview with, with our great friend, uh, Jalen Arnold, wide receiver at Kaiser. Um, give that a listen. Great kid. Absolutely. Great story. Um, if you like football, if you play in the Sun Conference, if you're a parent of someone in the Sun Conference, it's always great to know that your kid's probably going through or goes through the same thing that Jalen may go through on a regular Absolutely. basis. So give it a listen. Yep. You know, enjoy it. Um, yep. And, appreciate uh, you guys and, you know, have, have fun. Love y'all. And, hey, without further ado, here is Kaiser University receiver Jalen Arnold. And here we go. All right, how's it going, ladies and gentlemen? We welcome on a very special guest, a man off to an amazing start down at West Palm Beach, Mr. Jalen Arnold, wide receiver, Kaiser University. Brother, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? All right, we're doing great. Great. Josh, this is a a guy. I'm sorry, what was that, Jalen? No, I was saying my boys, Reagan and Josh. We we had it. Let's do it. Yeah, sure. Hey, shout out San Diego for the one time. Oh yeah, most definitely. You already know. So yeah. where it's at. Yes, sir. Jalen, I mean, as got I got a thing. Other than international students, you got to be one of the guys furthest away from home. Basically, what? Why did you choose Kaiser over you know somewhere closer to home? And what made you make that cross country trip, man? Yeah. So going diving into this. Um, so coming up, like through high school and stuff, I had. I, I was really bouncing around positions. I didn't really know like what my true fit was. And um, we had a pretty good varsity team too. So I really didn't play on varsity until like my senior year. I had I had some time like my junior year, but I didn't really get to play in like my senior year. And then film wise, I, um, I, I, my film was all right. And I was kind of like a tweener team, like got like going into like scouting wise. They didn't really know if they wanted me at tight end or wide receiver because I was skinny. I came in to uh, college at 190 mm. and now I'm like about like 235 so I really came in as like a tight end for real. But um, so like film was kind of like iffy you know and then my um, what do they call it? My uh, what do they call it? Like size and stuff? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever they call it. But yeah so my I was I was tall like six three, I was six. Like I said, six three one ninety, and so teams just didn't really know what they wanted to do with me. So I ended up my my head coach at uh, Helix at the time, my senior year. He knew he was very good friends with uh, Doug Sosha. So okay. Doug Sosha, yeah, I got in contact with him, and he was telling me about this new program starting down in West Palm at Kaiser University. I was like, Kaiser University, like the online school, like <laughs> yeah, what that? you know, because they didn't have a team at first. So then I took a trip down here. I mean, I really love the area. I got kind of like a homey, a home vibe, you know, like kind of like real similar to San Diego. Yeah. So yeah, once, South Cali, South yeah. Florida, pretty similar kind of deal. Exactly. You know, real hot all the time. Yeah. I couldn't do it when pass that up. I think I, I had like Hastings. I had an offer from like USD, like real, it was, it was like some, just some other schools that I really wasn't that interested in. But like the area, I would say definitely really really got my really swayed my decision for uh, kaiser and so once i made that decision i mean it turned out pretty, pretty good so far so Absolutely. just looking to you know so, keep um, on top of it. tell me about uh high school football in california because like 
as a football fan, I never really played football, but like I've always hear about it because in Florida it's like it's kind of popping. So, um, tell me yeah. about California high school football because I heard that's pretty legit. Yeah, it's definitely definitely some great competition over there. I know you guys probably heard about like modern day, yeah, yeah. St. John. Yeah, like it's definitely great competition. We didn't we never really got to play like those those type of high end schools, but like we were still up there like in our city at least. Like we were always mm. in the best division, okay. competing for a championship. Like through my four years of high school at least. So Helix Helix has always been you know very up there in football and recognized all through California. Because, like I said, we had a – or like I, I told you guys before, we had Reggie Bush. He's an alumni from Helix. Okay. Alex Smith. So, Levine Toilolu. We got some guys in the in the league. So Okay. It was – yeah, well, Reggie's broadcasting now just, just like you guys. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw him. Like, yeah, I saw Reggie and uh, Drew Brees, and as a massive Saints fan, that was just, like, amazing. Seeing them on Fox Sports here, I was just like, oh, my God, that's awesome. I mean, when I see them together, whenever I see Reggie Bush or hear his name, you know the play where he goes out wide, and it was actually – I can't remember the week. It was later in the season, and it was a year we won the Super Bowl when uh, and he gets a sweep out to, uh, to the left side against the Miami Dolphins, and he goes and he dives for the pylon. And he just barely – you know the play I'm talking about? They played a lot in, like, they, slow motion. He kind of, like, dive from, like, the side? Yeah, he, like, dives from the side and reaches out. Yeah. That's such a oh, – that is such a, a, a beautiful, beautiful play. Man. That's, like, really football right there. Like, you just love to see those types of plays. Oh, yeah. Yeah, back, back when I was running around, like, in my backyard playing around, I was always like, I'm going to be Reggie Bush out here. Uh, yeah. like, you kind of being like a bigger wide receiver target when you when you were growing up and even now at Kaiser. Who are some guys you saw growing up or like even now that you kind of compared your game to or you watch? You be like, hey, I kind of want to be like that guy. I would say I was a huge, you know, because I'm a Chargers fan, so I was a huge Antonio Gates fan growing up. Oh yeah, all time, all time great tight end. Yeah, so I really. I really, like, try to compare my, my game to him a lot. And, like, wide receiver-wise, like, I know I'm just being biased on the charges right now, but, like, Keenan Allen, I know I'm not really, like, compared to him, but just seeing, like, how he's always there, he's always he always seems open, you know? And that's kind of, like, how I really try to build my game. I know I'm not, like, the fastest guy or whatever, but just having great hands and just always getting open, too, like, that's really what I try to, like, model my game after, for real, you know? Yeah, I mean, trying to always like make sure you're there for the quarterback. Yeah, know? like you were saying, like you're not like you you're not gonna necessarily be the the Tyreek Hill threat where you're just running down the field catching a bomb. But Keenan Allen isn't necessarily that guy either. He's more of like a you know sit in that sit in that zone and just you know catch the ball yeah. and you know try to get some you know, yards after the catch kind of thing. So yeah. I mean, I could I could definitely see it with with the with the catch yards after catch kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. You be definitely. going up on top though. I mean, you, you definitely get the yaks, but. You be going up on top. We posted that video. You on Suncast going up. Um, that's now, a little. That's a little Antonio Gates right there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. that, that was yeah, a throw up that fade Yeah, that was a, a perfect ball th- thrown by Shea. Perfect little back shoulder. Um, you know something that uh, Kaiser I feel like needed to really make that next elite step. Step kind of was an elite quarterback and good lord the way Shea's been playing these last yeah. couple games. I mean, can you just speak a little bit on Shea and just what? He's done and just being QB one uh, for Seahawk Nation. What are you, are you asking? Question. Yeah, yeah, I was asking like uh, just Shay, like what's he done? Like be a leader uh, for you guys and like just uh, how big is it? How big has he been um, uh, for y'all this year? 
Oh yeah, well, so last year he was kind of in a battle. We had we had to transfer that we thought was kind of going to be the guy like mm-hmm. last year, and then we had another guy that that was at Kaiser um, in the spring actually, and it was it was out of them three guys, and like they were all kind of battling for the spot in the summer, and then the other guy, the transfer wasn't didn't really step into the play like that. So then it was like out of shade, and then I don't know if you guys John Mosley, I don't know yeah. if you guys remember him too. Uh- yeah, I, I remember, I so remember them quite like, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were kind of like on and off, like probably towards the half, the like second half of the season, mm-hmm. and like it's just you know it's hard as a quarterback if you can't really get comfortable in a system, right? Bro. So same thing in ba- same thing in baseball. It's the same yeah. way. So it's all about reputation, you know? yeah, rhythm, like, whatnot. It goes, yeah, it goes with like a lot of things. Just reputation is key, you know, to like really trying to be at the top of your game. So like. I feel like in the off season, Shea really stepped up and he just was, you know, just being that guy in the locker room, just, you know, just getting the QB1 vibe from him, you know? So he really, like, and then going into camp, like, you can just see him taking on that role, of just doing the extra stuff, making sure everybody's doing what they need to be doing. And you could just tell, like, he was just, it was just his time. So he's definitely taking advantage of this opportunity. Sure. Yeah. So it's almost like the things that wasn't necessarily what was on the field, but him being comfortable and just kind of being the guy on the field, that's kind of what has made him make, make that next step. And uh, quite quite frankly, he, he's a little scared. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely after the Warner game, that's one thing I had said to a couple of other teammates. I was like, Shea definitely looks comfortable. That's good. But, you know, we still, we still have a long ways to go. Yeah. So besides, be, uh, besides Shea, sorry to interrupt, uh, besides <laughs> Shea, um, what other aspects of your guys' program makes you guys elite in such a short time? Like, what are some of the things that you'd say? I think our defense has always been, you know, our defense is definitely, like, since I've been here since, what, 2017, um, I feel like I've been here forever, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Time's almost up. <laughs> yeah. But, like, since we started, defense has, like, really been our our vocal point, and it's really, like, we've got, a, got us out a lot, a lot of games, so... That's definitely helped us in a huge amount of huge amount of ways. Like just how our coach recruits and uh, how he does, and how he like just gets players and just keeps replacing the defense time and time again. But um, it's, I mean, and you know, offense we we struggled at first. Definitely, I would say like in the in the earlier Kaiser years. You know, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Eli Matthews. I don't think so. No, uh-uh. never heard. Of, that was our, that was our QB one like from day one. But um, he he grew so much like from from the time he started here until he left. Like you can just see like as we got we grow as a team. It just we just continue to get better and better. So it's, it seems it really like uh, start, you know it just starts with with our coach has been still in our head. You know? Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say it seems like the root of all of this with the defense, with the offense, and kind of like the program. It all roots from the coaching. So yeah, that's good to hear. That's good starts to hear. With, uh, coach Sochi. That's right. And, and he, I, Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, that's why I like tr- when I tr- I try to do or we try to do interviews in person. Most sometimes I like overlap on the same a little bit. But but y- there's no doubt over the last couple of years, y'all have been a top ten to fifteen program in the NAIA. But w- what will it take for Kaiser to make that next step to be right up there with the top two three program, the the, the morning sides, the Lindsey Wilsons of the NAIA? Yeah, I think. Just starting off, it's definitely just every guy just knowing that if he gets his job done and 
every every guy on offensive defense gets their job done, especially special teams as well. Like then that would just be the start, you know, just everybody getting their job done, everybody doing what they what they're supposed to do, and us realizing that as a team, like, oh, if I do what I'm supposed to do, you do what you're supposed to do, then we're gonna just succeed together, you know. Absolutely. So I think definitely getting that instilled in our heads early in the season will help us so then when we do get down to crunch time, you know, like in the playoffs or, or whatnot, that it just will help us succeed and just continue to just grow as a team and try to get to that next level with that reaching that national championship, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So just guys really my yeah, the overall message from that just guys doing what they need to do. I think I think that's a I think that's something you see a lot in all of sports. And I think mm-hmm. that once you get to that point where you start to to really realize that that's like the last piece, I think you're in a really good position to be elite. Definitely, because if you if you trust the guy next to you going into battle, like Absolutely. there's no way you should lose. You know, Absolutely. Like, and and that just builds confidence within yourself when you can trust everybody else. You know, you can go out there, and if you do your job, the other ten guys are gonna go out there and do theirs. It's a huge, huge, exactly. huge part. Exactly. So yeah, it's just man, we always it, it was it really, it really sucked that a uh, COVID year because we were right, we were right there. Really, and Lindsay, Lindsay just had a little bit more than us. So yeah, we uh, definitely, definitely learned from that situation. My, my first game at Weber, and it was my first game in two years, because I didn't play at all in uh, twenty twenty. Because the school I was at, we had no football due to COVID. It yeah. sucked, sucked a bit. It really sucked. But what uh, uh we anyways, our first game and my first game back playing football in almost two years was against Lindsay Wilson, and it was like. Uh, what, what, what the heck? And I, yeah, and, and, and <laughs> guys are good. yeah, that that was kind of my like introduction to NAI football, other than like practice and whatnot. And I was like, oh, NAI yeah. football is just as good, if not better, than NAI or, or yeah. Division two football. Exactly, that guy, that guy Cam Dukes, man, he's yeah, something yeah. different. Yeah. yeah, he's finally up out of there. I'm after like eighteen, yeah. eight, like I think it's like eighteen <laughs> years or something. Yeah, like he's that. finally gone. He he was he was a great. So I got one more thing for you before we get into a little bit of the little bit of the stuff we really, really like to talk about. So yeah. just tell me about what it's like, you know, living so far away from home, like how you're able to get through the days and the weeks and the months, like not being able to go home. And on top of like all your responsibilities outside of football, like how are you able to maintain, you know, such a strong, a strong lifestyle while not being around like the, all the people that you love? Well, at first it was very hard, not gonna lie, like I always... Every every opportunity for like break, which you know any college, any kid starting college would just want to go home any chance they get. So it was kind of hard at first, and then as the years went on, you know I met, I got cool with a lot of guys on my team. They became like my brothers. So awesome. it was the family aspect of it. It kind of it definitely helped just having my teammates there for me all the time. And but like I always I always miss San Diego. Like it's you know home is where the heart is. Absolutely, always. yeah. So, yeah. It, de- sure. it definitely was hard, but like, just once I got out here and really got used to being on my own, it just it helped me put a lot of things for, in perspective, just with like my priorities. Like, okay, I got know I got practice at this time, I know I got work at this time, and I know I maybe got to fit in a little film or homework in at this time. You know, just getting a routine, getting getting in the schedule, like that just really it really just helped me grow. Like doing just doing it on my own, you know, and that's that's one thing my mom was big on. Like when I was like getting ready to figure out my decision she was like just get away from home like because i could have i could have went and did juco back home but like 
my mom just really wanted me to just go and just leave the nest, you know? Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's important. I, I, Absolutely. At first, I didn't agree with her. I'm like, what, you don't want me You don't want me around you at all? <laughs> <laughs> she just knew it was best. You know, our parents always know it's best for us. Absolutely. So. Yeah, it was pre- pretty similar with, with my parents. They were like, we would love for you to stay close to home, but you have a good opportunity out there in Missouri. Went, went out there, and it was kind of the same thing. Had an opportunity to be a little bit closer to home, even had a chance to hang up the cleats and, you know, just be an hour away. But they were like, this is your dream, and – I mean, I, honestly, I, I don't know where, where I'd be, and I definitely wouldn't be as happy as, I mean, what I am with like, what, what we're doing now with, and what, what I definitely found my passion here in Babson Park. Uh, I mean, yeah. just going out and being away from home, I think that that's awesome. It's a huge thing. Yeah, this Everything is, Babson Park is definitely a, a culture change from where I'm from, too, so it's I think we're yeah. all kind of going through the same kind of thing with different areas, different people, and I think it's good for you. Yeah. It's good for you. Yeah. It's important to experience it now, you know, while, you, while you're young. Because, you know, later down in life, we all have our families and stuff. Absolutely. So we won't be able to do everything we want to. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Thank you guys on that. It was great. I mean, it was great getting to hear about, you know, Kaiser, your upbringing and all this stuff. But let's talk a little football. Let's talk a little football. Let's talk a little football. What, um, you looking forward to any, any college game this weekend? Like any of the big ones this weekend? Which one are you looking forward to the most? Um, I haven't really dove into it but man those games from last weekend or uh, no the game, what was that sunday fsu oh yeah that was and, a good time. Uh, yeah that, yeah that was, sunday was the fsu lsu game that yeah I, FSU and lsu that's what it was yeah that game was that game was literally crazy yeah but i just i just love that you know just the atmosphere of being able to go go ahead and turn the tv on and having be and being a bunch of different games on you know oh yeah so i have really i want to check out i did Clemson lose? No, nah, nah, they won. They 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 yeah. annihilated Georgia Tech. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, yeah, I mean, the final score it says they annihilated them. It was like forty-one to ten, but like it, yeah. it was close for two and a half quarters. That's what I was thinking. I was watching the game for a little bit. I seen it like they weren't dominating as they should, and then they especially ranked at number four. Like they should have been annihilating them, you know? Nah, yeah, Georgia Tech is historically not very good, so. Uh, speaking yeah. of, of NCA, I just I do want to talk about one more thing with Kaiser because something that y'all are doing and uh, St. Thomas did is y'all are playing elite NCAA high division two and low and I mean pretty good division one competition too. Y'all just yeah. y'all just played arguably one. I mean their title town USA, Valdosta State. I mean just, just a little. Can you talk a little bit about that uh, that experience and just how y'all are looking forward to going up and playing a, another a pr- pretty solid Gulf South uh, Conference team in Mississippi College and then a very good Division Two now Division One program in Lindenwood. Yeah, so I kind of did notice that. Like, I've seen how all these NEI schools are just were playing all these Division Two teams this year. Like, and I feel like it was more of a norm this year for some reason. Like, at first when I heard, like, about our schedule and stuff, I was like, dang. I was like, what is Coach thinking, you know? Like, are we really about to go into the season, you know? Not, I mean, you never know. Just my head was just like, wow, this is crazy. But um, yeah. it's definitely good to see, you know, that, like, these NEI schools can definitely compete with these D2 or, you know, low Division One schools or, or whatnot. But, like, I just think it's good for our team, especially just to give us some adversity early in the year. Yeah. So then that when we get on and we get on to playoffs and whatnot, like, we can already say we already been been there, done that, and we we already know what it is like to have a chip on our shoulder 
and just go and fight through that adversity. So yeah, I think I mean, it's definitely good for all of these in high school doing it. And I, and I love not the fact that y'all are just doing it, but, I mean, y'all and Butler, or is it not Butler, St. Thomas going up and playing a Division One school and Butler and competing with them and them being, I mean, very good games, them all they can handle. And then Southeastern going up and playing Division Two, soon to be Division One Savannah State. And, I mean, I mean, just kicking their teeth in. I mean, that, yeah. that was really, really impressive. But uh, our, we, are, we can't move on to the other stuff and whatnot. You're not you're not like the biggest college football guy, but as you said, you're a huge now Los Angeles Chargers fan. Was that kind yeah. of a uh, was that a little bit of a gut gut wrench or uh, experience or gut punch when they moved out of San Diego to LA? Definitely was. Oh man, it, it hurt, and it hurt to see like a lot of the fans that from San Diego kind of just like deteriorate and kind of fall you know fall off the map. Yeah. But uh, I, I had some type of feeling that first season they were away. But I always, you know, I just love them. I love the Chargers so much. So it was kind of, it was just like a love and hate relationship. Like, oh, they lost. They, whenever they lost that season, I was kind of like, kind of glad, but then kind of sad at the same time. But like, especially once we got Herbert, yeah, it was just, I just kind of fell back in love with him. You know, because that guy is just, he's different. He's, he's definitely different. No, absolutely. So, so um since I know you're probably assuming that they're going to play in the Super Bowl just because you're a fan and that's yeah. that's just your prediction. Who who do you have the Chargers? Of course, of course. Yeah. Who, who do you uh who do you have the Chargers playing in the Super Bowl this year? What's your prediction? Let's hear it. You never count out Thomas and Brady. That's what we like to see. That's what we like to see. There we go. You can never count them out. But then again, the Rams. I don't know how they 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 definitely restack. So they'll be looking good this year. Aaron Rodgers can never get seen to get over the hump, so I don't know if I really count him. In. And they have they have no no pass catchers, so that's gonna be tough. Yeah, y'all gonna I mean, have hope, to stop sleeping on Jameis. Yeah. Y'all gotta stop sleeping. I hope Lazard steps up for my fantasy hopes. You said what? <laughs> I said I hope uh, Alan Lazard. I hope he steps up as a pass catcher over there for my fantasy hopes. Oh yeah, I'm, oh. A, I'm a huge fantasy guy myself. So I'm doing yeah. I'm doing my first fantasy league this year. Um, so, oh yeah, yeah, so boys, I love it. Let, 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 let's hear the team. Let's hear, let's hear the uh, team you got this year, or just one on the one on um, Lazard. Of course, in all in all, I have three leagues. I have three leagues. So in all three of my leagues, I got Justin. Of course, I know that You probably had to. You probably had to draft him a little bit early to secure that. In a yeah. League yeah, two, yeah, like yeah. two, three, like two, three to Ooh, that's secure high for quarterback. Yeah, yeah but I, I mean, he's I worth it. Though. He's... I grabbed Austin in one of my leagues. I got Cooper Cup in one of my leagues. I definitely, I got Allen, like, I think I got Allen in all of them. Got Ke- yeah, Keenan Allen in all of them, or Allen Lazard in all of them. Yeah, Allen Lazard. Okay. Not, yeah, not Keenan. I, I wasn't able to grab Keenan this year, sadly. Oh, that guy just racks shot. up points. Yeah. But definitely a guy you guys should watch out for, or maybe want to put on your team is uh, Joshua Palmer. I knew, I knew he was going to say that. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. he's gonna yeah. be a sleeper this year. I no, because everyone wants to cover Keenan Allen and, and Mike Mike Williams. Josh Palmer gonna yeah. be the sneaky. And he had a good, he had an okay year last year. You know, for yeah. the targets he did get. Yeah. So, do you yeah. wish Brandon Staley doesn't call that timeout and y'all just tie with Vegas? Honestly, if I was the coach, I wouldn't know how to feel because, of course, after the game, it's easy for the Raiders to say that they were gonna tie it with us, but like. At the same time, it looked like they were just trying to – because we're a rivalry, you know. Like, right. we're not going to expect them to just let us tie and let us both go to the playoffs. Like, so, I, I mean, it's like a loving – it's a loving, you know. It's not a hate, but it's just like, ah, like, 
Brandon just chill sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like, when he wants to go for it on fourth down all the time, it's like, I love the aggression, but like, sometimes it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, I don't exactly agree with them. I, I think they will be in the AFC Championship game this year. I do think they will lose to Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo yeah. Bills. And I think <laughs> the I, Bills are a great team. I, I've been on their their side for a while, man. I I, I just love them. I, I don't know why yeah. their their fans are awesome and everything, but there is no denying there is no challenge. And if you disagree with this i don't know what to tell you and you got terrible fashion y'all got the best uniforms and it's not even close oh chargers oh yeah i mean oh yeah Kaiser football got some sick uniforms they got the navy they got the royal what's you know the baby the baby blues are just different yeah I mean, what, what's uh, your yeah, I'm, I'm sure they yeah. are different considering you get to wear them on Saturdays. Yeah, God, y'all, y'all's color. I mean, the baby blue is just like I am so jealous. See, I, I I got some I got some backlash on my on my power rankings for NAI Sun Conference uniforms because I didn't have you guys. You guys were number two for me. I had wild I had I had Aves lime green uniforms up there for me. Those are pretty tough. Those those are on the scale with Oregon's like color. They're, they're color tough, ways. but they're not the powder blues. They're not I mean, players, bro. The slimies are nice, but you know, I like our our powder blue unis. They're real nice. Hey, <laughs> we Weber finally <laughs> upgraded. We we have upgraded our. Yeah. Yeah. I did see that. You guys got a new field, right? Well, yeah, we got the new field, but you saw, you seen like our gray uniform, like the new gray uniforms and whatnot we had last year. We have those, but they're all white now. They're all white with with the gray numbers and the uh, and like and like green outline and green warriors right now and it's like actual under Under Armour not the like JV Adidas look, look, looking uniforms we used to rock. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, man, I love I love the home uniforms, coach. We got to do something about the away ones, but um, we, we got yeah, so them right. What you guys got? You guys got new uniforms, new locker room, new field. Uh, the locker room has been the same for the last, I mean, I mean, to me, it, it, it's all been the same, but like from, oh, yeah. si- since you got, got here and since you've been there, yeah, we got the new turf, um, and we got, we got a really nice scoreboard up, finally getting some more stands, um, mm-hmm. stands there, and we, we've made a lot of upgrades to our locker room. We got, we got, uh, our locker room's actually looking like a, a, a college, fo- a, a good college football uh, locker room. We actually kind of do this thing where we turn all the lights off, and we got green. We got the entire green lights all in the locker room. That's really sick. We got uh, flat screen TVs all up in there. It, it's looking legit. We, we've been making some big changes. I I really like um, what what Coach Pooch has got going, and from just what I've heard from where Weber's was at to where it's gotten, it's improved a lot. Um, I'm really excited to see where Weber, Weber football goes uh, in the next couple of years. Um, you know, I just have to be careful with, with, with like everything I say, say on here and whatnot. We still gotta go to battle, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. it's, it, it's gonna be fun. You and I, we definitely got you and I definitely got to get a little uniform swap pick after the oh, game, yeah. though. If yeah, I can make it to that up. game, I'll get that picture. Don't worry, I'll get it taken care of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely flick up. You already know. Yes, sir. So y'all are, y'all are looking for a big one, uh, Mississippi College this week, whatnot. Yes, Be- best of luck, Josh. Josh what's best, best of luck to you. Appreciate you coming on with us. You know, uh, yeah, no look, problem. Look Appreciate forward to seeing you know. Kaiser and Weber, and I don't know, but you might see, you might see Reagan on a run, man. Yeah, 
Let's do it. Chill, 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 chill. 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 Yeah, hopefully that's a b- battle for a Sun Conference ring right there. That uh, would be I good. hope so. That would be electric. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be sick. Good luck to you guys, though. You feel me? Keep, yeah, uh, appreciate keep doing what you're doing. Right. Suncast to the top. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Appreciate